When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Chicago? Welcome to the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I am Kevin Kadek, head of content at CHGO. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hopefully those of you on YouTube packed a lunch. And if you're listening to this on the pod, maybe close grab that closest beverage. This is our weekly hangout show at the CHGO studios, and we've been doing a lot of fun episodes lately. So I encourage you to go back and check a few out. We did a summer movie preview that you'll probably like. We did a Chicago sports Mount Rushmore draft last week that was a lot of fun. And the all-woman panel from two weeks ago, I think was a can't-miss podcast, so check that out. If you're finding this podcast in another CHGO feed like the CHGO White Sox feed, uh, come check us out on our own on your favorite pod provider by searching the Chicago Sports Podcast. We're here every Thursday at 1130, and it's uh, just kind of a laid back and fun just uh, show that we do. Uh, joining us today is Herb Lawrence from CHGO White Sox. Hello. Vinny Duber from CHGO White Sox. How's it going, Kev? They, uh, they, they, they're springing into action ahead of today's <laughs> series finale north of the border. And uh, then making his CHGO Studios debut is one of my good friends from the internet, Luis Medina of Bleacher Nation, Bleacher Nation Bears. You probably know him. Taylor Swift fan number one. Also, obviously, <laughs> a huge Cubs fan. Welcome. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be a treat. <laughs> what, uh, what's been going on in your neck of the woods over at Bleacher Nation these days? Oh, man. Everything is geared toward if Justin Fields is going to be a thing, is what is Ryan Poles doing? Is he doing the right thing? Um, who's starting at offensive line and wide receiver? Basically, everything we've been discussing since the end of the Ryan Pace. Okay. Matt Nagy. An- answer all three of those questions right now. Um, let is me Justin see. Fields going to be a thing? Justin Fields is definitely going to be a thing. Like, that's probably my boldest sports take. He's got everything you want out of what you'd want out of a Chicago quarterback. He's got pizzazz. He's got talent, loud tools. And he's got this fearlessness about him. And like, we were talking about this before the show. When what he said about the current receivers, that he's like, we don't have star power, but we don't need it. We got guys who are good enough. It reminded me of a time when Jay Cutler, when kind of given a similar situation with Devin Hester was just like, well, Devin's just not a go up and get it guy. Like, you know, Jay, you're not wrong, but boy, you really don't want to alienate your teammates right. out the gate. Does Ryan Pulse know what he's doing? Oh, well, yes. And maybe yes. Mm-hmm. In terms of he has a plan and, and a vision. And that's good. Sometimes at, at the end of the Ryan Pace era, I think the plan had just gone haywire and the vision was 
let's try to fit, piece together a eight or nine win team that could maybe make the playoffs. And save and our jobs. Save our jobs. But this, you know, it's not even a teardown because Pace left kind of a barren roster, but like clearing cap space, taking on short-term dead money to mm-hmm. be 90 million under the cap next year. It's a solid plan. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be an interesting season. I think it's probably going to be a controversial season um, with with the way they've built this team. But I, th- I think that we do need a little bit of patience. Um, and Guns all, and Roses style. And, and, Guns and, and Roses style. We know style. Chicago sports fans are patient. Blow in the dark are. phone. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be talking a little bit about the Bears later in the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about our actually favorite Bears memories. Herb and I are the only two on this panel old enough to remember the uh, Super Bowl twenty. So we're actually going to be talking about favorite Bears memories from uh, the Ditka firing on. Um, we're also going to be talking about Chicago summertime favorites. It's an unbelievable day out in Chicago today. It's like blue skies, 76 degrees. I feel like end of school when the teacher used to gather you all up and say, we're, all, we're doing school outside, and I really wish we could be doing this podcast outside, maybe on the roof here, because it is that nice. We don't have the technological capabilities to do that, and I think the garbage trucks would be too loud. <laughs> yes. But I yeah, sure would like to word. try. Um, first off, though, let's, let's talk a little bit about baseball. Uh, Memorial Day just passed. That's usually the traditional dividing line in baseball. You're two months of the season in. You've got a decent, you know, decent sample size. You kind of generally know where your team is going. Um, the Sox started June 1st at 23 and 24, four and a half games out behind the, the Minnesota Twins, surprisingly. Cubs were 20 and 29, 11 games behind the Brewers. Uh, since that has happened, the Sox lost last night. The Cubs won another game last night. It almost kind of seems like it's a little bit more fun to be a Cubs fan these days. I don't know about that. I have to watch Nick Magical at bats. I'm not really <laughs> looking forward to that. It is real tough. I, it, it, does, it does change by the day, but I know Herb's not having a good, a good time these days. No, I mean, I was talking to Luis before the show. It's like, at least you know the Cubs are going to be bad. They were supposed to be bad. And they've shown promise. You get glimpses of the Christopher Morels and Wilson Contreras while he's here is doing the job. You get people like that. And Kagan Thompson, you have hope for the future. You know mm-hmm. this season's a lost one. For the White Sox, it was promised World Series. It was promised being better than just winning the AL Central. Now, we're like, can we win the AL Central? Maybe. Their guys are just playing underneath what they're usually playing. And so it's so frustrating to know that we're almost two months into the season, and this team hasn't played even close to the potential. So, yeah, yeah, these games are a chore because they're boring, too. They used to be a fun team. They're kind of boring. They don't score runs, and not scoring runs leads to boredom and leads to people complaining more. I think if it was the opposite, the White Sox are just scoring all the runs and the pitchers sucked, people would be like, well, at least the games are exciting. Yeah, they're losing, <laughs> but, you know, I'm enjoying watching all these home runs go over the uh, fence. But, yeah, it's the opposite. Everybody loves those fireworks, man. Mm-hmm. It is. Vinny, you're in the clubhouse. It, like, what's what's the mood like? I mean, you can give the White Sox credit for this. They they are the same group of guys every day. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they kind of part of part of why this future was so exciting for them. You know, 
in for them individually was because they had created this this culture and this group of guys going back you know to the beginning of this with Ricky Renneria when he was the manager and certainly Tim Anderson has a lot to do with that as kind of the yeah. the attitude and the heart and soul of this team they show up they're having fun you know and when they won a game in Kansas City we walked into the clubhouse in Kansas City and Jose Abreu was just yelling and laughing at the top of his lungs and everybody was was yeah. yucking it up uh, Tim Anderson is always good for a joke and and these guys are not different because their record is nowhere near what they want it to be yeah. that's a positive uh but certainly the expectations were what they were and they were sky high um you know you see the lower third on the screen there baseball's dividing line it it, it can't be the dividing line for this team right now no, it, just, it no. can't be because uh, for you know uh, a, because of injuries and, you know, guys that they're supposed to get back that's going to make them a different team. Aloy Jimenez, certainly Tim Anderson right now, and Lance mm -hmm. Lynn come to mind, three of your best players. Uh, but it can't be because they've played so poorly, uh, you know, offensively. Uh, the record is under 500. It's it's shocking how far they are from what everybody expected them to be, uh, and they can't let it stay that way for the next four months. Looking at this franchise, it seemed like 2020, which was an abbreviated 60-game season, was really that house money season where everything was new, everything was exciting, stuff was starting to come together, similar to the 2015 Cubs after the All-Star break, similar to the 2008-2009 Blackhawks. Both of those teams that I just mentioned, you know, the season after came through, broke through. The Sox broke through in a way showing that they were able to do it in over a 162-game season. But now we're, we're talking about the expectations that, that Herb just mentioned. You know, Rick Hahn, Rick Hahn's famous parade comment. Um, those are out there. Do you think at any point, Vinny, do you think that the pressure will crack that team? Because it, it is there. And, yes, you can, you can say you're, being, you know, uh, you're, you're having equilibrium in April and May because you do have these out, outside forces. But at some point, these guys – want to win just as badly as the fans do. Absolutely. Um, I think you've heard the word pressing an awful lot uh, in the first couple months here. Guys trying to do too much uh, as a potential uh, diagnosis for what's wrong with the offense. Uh, you know, you see guys maybe going up there in a stretch where they're only scoring one, two, three runs a game, trying to hit a 10-run homer and, and, and break the dam all by themselves. You can't do that. And, uh, you know, talking to Tim Anderson before he got hurt, his message was you got to just be the same guy. And, and Jose Abreu has always had that same message. What a surprise then that they're the only two guys that are clicking in this lineup right now. Andrew Vaughn, very similar, you know, yeah. a guy who's just like, yeah, whatever you throw at me, I'll, I'll do it. You know, doesn't matter who's on the mound, doesn't matter where I'm batting, doesn't matter where they want me to play, and he's producing as well. You know, maybe it's no surprise that the guys that are – constantly professing that attitude are the ones who are producing in the midst of, of this right now. Not that the other guys don't think that way as well, but um, you know, it's, it's, it has to be different. And yeah. uh, I, I don't think it's really anybody's fault other than the guys aren't going up there and getting the job done. They're not executing. Uh, you know, there's not maybe an easy head to roll, so to speak, right. but um, you know, it, it has to be different. It has to change, and they have to get some more offensive production from the vast majority of their lineup if they're going to come anywhere close to reaching those expectations. This White Sox thing is giving me 2017 Cubs vibes. Remember with the 2017 Cubs, they got off to kind of a slow start. People weren't – there were injuries. There were players not playing up to their expectations. And I remember Joe Madden kind of being a calming force, being like, hey, you've done this before. You've, you've hit the wall before. Just need you to push through it. This is where, man, 
I didn't like the Tony Larusa hiring. It didn't make sense to me. But this is where someone like him can really make a difference. Like, hey, look, you guys went through some tough times last year. You won a division. I've been a manager who's been through some tough times. I've won World Series. I've coached Hall of Fame players. We've got talent here. I need you to follow me. And that's what I would need Tony LaRusso to do for these White Sox because this team is too talented to be kind of stuck in this malaise. Well, one comment that he has made recently, which kind of jumped out to me, was he said he went back and thought the other day about all the times that he's taken a team to the playoffs, and he could think of maybe two that weren't a rocky season or a, a trying season. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the end, as, as much as fans are just going to go, I don't want to hear this. That's baseball, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like this. Certainly, this is, like I said, shocking they and surprising. They win 100 games but. in 2005, uh, lose to the Astros, so they don't play the Sox in the in the 2005 World Series. The next year, they win the World Series with, what, 83, 83 84 wins? wins. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I think White Sox fans are conditioned to the 2005 season, how incredibly easy that season was, except for September. Otherwise, playoffs, a breeze. It was yeah. so easy. And, yes, this is going to be tough for the White Sox to win the AL Central. And I know expectations are higher than that, but I have confidence that they're going to play better in this. And Minnesota's Minnesota. They're not that damn good. So. Minnesota isn't as good as they are right now, no, right? No, not at all. And their pitching is faltering every second. So, yeah, they're going to be coming back to the Sox, and the Sox are going to ascend to the heights where they should be. So what's your anxiety anxiety level at, Herb? Like one to ten. I don't. I'm not too worried about the White Sox winning the Central. So that's probably like a four. But as far as winning the World Series, that's already gone. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I look at the other teams. I look at the Dodgers. Like that's better, much better than the White Sox. Even yeah. though the White Sox played the Yankees pretty tough, I think won three out of the seven games. That team is better than the White Sox. So I already focused on, like, hey, just get in the playoffs because anything can happen because the pitching staff, with the four aces they have, can go to the playoffs and shut people down. And all you need is what the White Sox are scoring now, 3.6 runs a game, Mm -hmm. and you'll grab a dub uh, in the playoffs if Lucas is on, if Lance Lynn is on, Kopech, and Cease. That top four is devastatingly great. So, yes, get to the playoffs and see – how you fare there. Yeah. I'm not too worried that these guys will get it going. I just want it to happen sooner than later. I'll admit, like, like I struggle now as a baseball fan. It, you know, it's different when you're growing up and you live in the moment and you, you, know, you think at the start of every season, hey, my team has a chance. Now, that was never really the case, but you thought that. Now with the advent of so many Sabre metrics and you understand – how mathematical of a game this is and how things average out. And it, it's, it, to me, it's kind of hard to get two up or two down. Um, and honestly, that takes away a little bit of the, the fun for me. Um, you might be alone there, Kev. <laughs> if my Twitter mentions are any indication, you I, I, might be alone. No, I know that. And look, we, li- we li- live in a world where everything's a re- an immediate referendum on anything. Um, and look, the, the last two nights of the Sox, not great. So I understand like what you were, what, what you're dealing with out there. Um, but I, you know, I, I see you look at the spreadsheet, like you understand how things work, and you know, okay, the Sox are going to probably be there in the end. Although the the, the plus minus you know differential doesn't look great to me right now. Uh, so it's tough. I, I when I like when I watch baseball now, it's like I try to like just appreciate every game for what it is. Find find the good things like the, like the pretty things and 
honestly, with the way the game's being played these days, it's not all that great. But um, as a Cubs fan right now, are you able to – is that how you're approaching things, Luis? Like it, it really Morel, is. Morel raking right when he's off the bat, Keegan Thompson doing what he's doing. It, it really is. Like It's been tough to be a Cubs fan this year because you had little to no expectations. But you're, you're appreciating the beauty of the game. Mm. And, like, I was out there on Monday night, and it was – it was a gorgeous night. They didn't win. They scored one run on a Wilson <laughs> Contreras homer, but it was just like it was nice to be out at the park, see some of these things in action, get a good night out. I swear, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to belabor this point, but ever since that 2020 year where we didn't get baseball, baseball with fans in stadiums, I found a new appreciation for the game. Yeah, and I like. I will watch MLB Network a little more than I used to because there's a game on. Well, remember when there weren't games on? I'll, I'll, search, I'll seek out tickets on StubHub, yeah. you know, to see if, if the price is right because, you know, man, that, that one year off really did it, you know, really put it in perspective how much I missed the game. But here's the thing, like, you can't, ex- like, the way baseball is constructed, the way the playoffs are constructed, you can't expect your teams to win multiple World Series. Like, that just doesn't happen. Like you look at the Dodgers for all the money they've spent, they have one World Series to show for. And I put an asterisk on it, <laughs> right? It's a Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse season, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you, you look at what the Padres are doing right now. How much money they're spending and not c- coming anywhere close. Um, you want your franchise to be constructed properly. You want them to be in the running. And to me, for both Chicago teams, the markets that they're up against, to me, there's zero excuse for ever the Sox or Cubs to be running second to any of the teams below them. Now, you have better organizations underneath them, so that's what happens. Um, But to me, it's like now that the Sox have the World Series, now that the Cubs have their World Series, two things I never thought would happen in my my lifetime. To me, like the pressure's off a little bit. I know it's not like the same thing in in Sox and Cubs land, but to me, it's just like that's how I feel about things. Like, I don't know know, like how much you can – realistically like expect uh, hey we're gonna win a world series and then actually make it happen so many things have to yeah have to come well thing i would like all of these teams to do cubs socks bears bulls all of them I, I want more of an entertaining product i realize at age 35 that my team isn't going to win every year but what they can be every year is entertaining the bulls for example this yeah. year that that playoff series sucked but <laughs> the regular season was so much fun Every night, it felt like there was a different hero. Every night, right. there was DeMar doing something, or Zach, or Caruso, or someone. Like, I want that. And I was afraid, coming into this Cubs season, that we wouldn't have that. Because it was Wilson Contreras, and there was, there was this cloud of, are they going to trade him or not? Like, where am I going to get enjoyment? Am I going to get it from, say, a Suzuki, who's never played in the big leagues? Am I going to get it from Stroman, who's, who's on a new team? That's what I want from these teams. Just like, I know you're not going to win every game. If you give me an entertaining product, you're going to have me hooked. Yeah. The entertainment business, after all. And what, what you're saying about winning a World Series and, you know, kind of satiating the fans, I think it did the opposite. It gave them a taste of what is the best. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. And now they cannot be yeah. quenched unless it happens, which in baseball before a couple of years ago, like making the playoffs to me was a huge accomplishment because only 10 teams used to make it out of the 30 that were in the league. So it's right. like, oh, my God. You made the playoffs again? Like, the Dodgers' streak of making the ALs or NLCS was impressive. Same thing with the Braves making it 14 years in a row. Only winning one? Hell, I'll take that. Please give me that. That's I know what Rick Hahn promised bigger and better and talked me out to the parade, but 
You want, a, you want a ticket to the dance. That's well, but, what you yes. want. But that's also, you know, that's Rick Hahn's job is yeah. to get them to win the World Series. It is. A fan's job is just to have fun, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people maybe look at it differently. But I definitely look at what happened with the Cubs fan base after 2016. For so many years, it was just like, all right, they, they got to win today. Let's see. This could be fun, you know. And it was <laughs> the, the naivete almost at which it was approached made it more enjoyable. And then after they win in 2016, it's, well, they better do it again or I'm going to be mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 you know, and a lot of fans in every fan base think both of those ways still, but uh, definitely noticeable after 2016 with a lot of Cubs fans that, that I know and that I've been around uh, and, and just kind of sensing it from the fan base. Uh, I, I tend to like it a little bit more. And, you know, again, I don't have a rooting interest at the moment, but I tend to like it a little bit more when it's just, hey, let's show up and see what happens today. And, have yeah. some fun watching baseball, and if it's no fun, maybe I'll go do something else. <laughs> if it's no fun, there's another game tomorrow because there's 162 exactly. of them. Exactly. And there's a lot of fun things to do in the Chicago summer. We're going to be talking about that coming up. Some things are overrated. Some things are underrated. Some things are perfectly rated. Uh, but first, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you will get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 of free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. PointsBet is your home for live and play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. You can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. If you want more, you can also boost your Live Same Game Parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Real quickly, uh, I hadn't made put together a parlay in quite a while, probably since football season. Mm-hmm. Um, the other night, I, I put together one that I thought was great. I, I picked the Avalanche to beat the Oilers in okay. support of our friends in DNVR. I picked the Yankees to beat the, the Angels. That happened. I thought the White Sox were going to lose to the Blue Jays. That happened thanks to Danny Mendick. So I, I appreciated that that little snafu. And I, I felt like a, just a night where both the Cubs and Sox were going to lose. So I picked the Cubs to lose. I actually went to bed with them down. I thought, all right, great. I just cashed in about $200, $210 I didn't have before. <laughs> Woke up to see the Cubs actually pulled off a comeback victory. So I don't know if I, if I deserve that or not. I mean, always betting on the Cubs either way is bad because you don't know which team's going to show up. So, uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a new sponsor. I have to tell you about OWIN, which stands for Only What You Need. That's O-W-Y-N. OWIN is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, and easily digestible. Uh, we just got a some samples of these here in the office. I had the strawberry strawberry banana this morning. Mm-hmm. I feel great combined with this perfect day outside. It's uh, it's going well. So I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback. You may have heard of him, Justin Fields, 
who follows a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com. And use the code CHGO20. So join me and Justin Fields and try Owen. That's only what you need. You guys tried it yet? Tried it this morning. Chilled. It's delicious. Chilled. It definitely, I would say, definitely try it chilled. So. Try it chilled. I had okay. the strawberry banana like you did. Yeah, I'm a big I, strawberry I, banana I guy. I just have strawberry? Is there just a strawberry option? Uh, there's some chocolate back there. You can take, take some on your some way out. Salt, salt of caramel. Out. Yeah. Sea salt caramel. Yeah. I'm not a strawberry banana guy. One or the other. <laughs> not a, that's, a, that's like one of the better combos you can have. I don't like, I don't like them together. What about blueberry and banana? I don't like blueberries at all. Oh, oh man. Hmm. Raspberries, though. Peanut butter and banana? Don't like oh, peanut the butter Elvis. and banana. <laughs> <laughs> the the good, scoot, scooters? Good on a burger. Blueberry? What is, peanut butter? Peanut butter. Uh-oh. Hmm. That's, that's a little tough. I haven't Try tried it, it, so maybe. Try it once. All if right. you don't like it, I get it. It's not for everyone. It's like me and chocolate peanut butter and Peanut butter and bacon. I mean, it's it's a, like I told people like I like chocolate and peanut butter together because it's the best combination. But individually, no, I don't like peanut butter eating by itself or chocolate by itself. It's kind of weird to me. What you don't like um, peanut butter? No, I mean I love peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> peanut butter and syrup, peanut but butter and peanut butter by Nutella. Itself. But peanut butter by itself, just eating out of the jar, ugh, yeah. disgusting. Right. Absolutely, I don't know if I'd go quite that. Far. I, I have college roommates that. I think we can all agree the best combination is Chicago plus summer. Undefeated. Undefeated. Um, I appreciate everyone joining us on YouTube today. This segment is called Overrated, Underrated, Perfectly Rated. We have a few Chicago summertime traditions. Some are better than others. Uh, I'd like everyone in the comments to kind of just kind of go along with us. We'll kind of keep score. I'm going to throw out a Chicago summertime tradition. I want one of you three guys here on set to throw out overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. We will argue from there. Let's just start with probably the biggest Chicago summertime tradition, one that we participate here at CHGO in the Cup League. We are one and one after two weeks. That's the media softball league. 16-inch softball. Properly rated. I was going to say that. Properly Properly rated rated. because it's unique to Chicago. It's great. It's not the best softball you'll play in your life, but – You'll get some really good memories out of it. And if you don't, you're not doing it right. That's on you. I think it's properly rated. It's a perfect game, as Louis said. It's Chicago-based, uh, no glove, bring it out. You enjoy times with uh, fellow coworkers or friends. And it's not like strenuous on the body. Like, you just go out and do your thing and drink beer all the yeah. day. <laughs> I mean, apparently in our league, we can't drink beer, but we can drink The neighbors beer. called the cops on the league a couple, couple leagues. Ridiculous. Yeah. Bitches. I mean, um, just pick up your beer and throw them in the garbage. What, that's after. what Yetis are for, man. Yeah. Vinny? Yeah. Properly rated. Very okay. exciting. I, you know, summer in Chicago for me means going to work pretty much every day. <laughs> but uh, so, so I went many years without being able to uh, partake. This summer I have already played uh, a few times in different leagues with friends and, yeah. and coworkers, and it is fantastic. Uh, I like it a lot. Obviously, you got to have a drink in your hand. I wish you'd have a drink in your hand in the field. Also, I, I think that would make it a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, my one requirement is nobody should be taking it seriously at all. No. It should be completely goofing around, having fun. Um, and, I know, and, man. I want to win, though. See, I don't. I'm a terrible well, athlete. Off the team. I'm a terrible. <laughs> I'm a terrible athlete. I've never won an athletic endeavor in my entire life. Yeah. So uh, I 
just go out there to be outside, be among be among good people, and uh, have a have a nice. Brew you guys made your debuts time. last Monday. We appreciate it. We, that was the one we lost, but you know what can you do? I got a hit. I was shocked. You did. Hey, you tried. <laughs> I mean, you tried yeah. to deliver that song. Yeah. All right. Number two, the original Rainbow Cone uh, that started up in 1926 down there on Western Avenue. It's a uh, South Side favorite. For a long time, it was a Taste of Chicago favorite. That's kind of how I came to know it. I'd never, I've never been to the original shop. And now it's, like, everywhere. They, uh, I think they have a partnership with Bona Beef. Um, so they're, like, attached to a lot of the Bona Beef restaurants around town. They're, like, they've got ice cream trucks. The Rainbow Cone, um, for those unfamiliar, it's just, like, these, like, slabs of ice cream on a cone. It's got orange sherbet, the pistachio, the Palmer House, which is New York vanilla with cherries and walnuts, strawberry, and then chocolate. Overrated. Oh, overrated. Here we oh. go. Overrated. Yes. It's, it's just ice cream. It's not that great. <laughs> and, and if they put way too much ice cream on the cone, the cone is small, the ice cream is huge. And it's so like it, a half carton of ice cream on a cone, and, which is, and makes that, it which underrated. Is Inevitably, it's going to be melting on your hand and i'm not a child anymore i'm i'm good i don't need it to be melting in my hand just give me a proper amount of ice cream that the cone can uh, hold up and sustain and it's fine two scoops are fine baskin robbins yeah it's not it's not that thing where i need to go out to the south side or now they sell it at a guaranteed rate field to go and get get a rainbow cone i'm good i think it's underrated i think it's it's a staple of Chicago summer. Like Kevin said, it was always that taste of Chicago. That's how I came to find out about it. And like that was like one of my first stops. It's like it's like Eli's cheesecake, Blue Malnati's, Rainbow Cone, and Harold's at the end. BJ's mustard fried catfish. Uh, when so I good. used to eat catfish, oh, uh, that was so good. <laughs> in your catfish days, you, you've sworn off catfish. You're living a catfish, <laughs> catfish-free lifestyle. I, I, at this I had a traumatic childhood with fish, so okay. I, I, I can't do it. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I, I am not applicable. I have not Never had, had a rainbow oh, cone. Gotta change that. But here's the thing. I love a Chicago original food item, so I'm willing to say I will enjoy it even if I don't enjoy it. Um, but I also will not go anywhere for it but the original location. Okay. I'm not going to have it in the park. They're, it's the same ice cream everywhere. But no, ah, I need different. to go to the one. They just opened one within the last couple of years right near my fiance's parents' house on Roosevelt Road okay. out in the suburbs. And so I drove by it a million times. But I'm like, you know what? No. Lombard, yeah. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to have an original rainbow cone in Lombard. I'm going to go down <laughs> yeah, to no. the south side <laughs> and get it. Lombard so hate. Give me, get, uh, we, got, we got a next week, we got a, uh, we got a series with some night games on the south side. Maybe I loop down around there in the afternoon, get me an I original like rainbow cone and go, okay. go to work. Do you guys remember the episode of the Ali G show where he meets Trump and pitches him the business idea of the glove that you wear when you're eating ice cream? I don't remember. I don't remember. And Trump gets angry at him and like storms off. And it's like, the, it's like, the, like Google this. It's amazing. And it sounds ridiculous, but it actually would like, I, I wish I had it when I was having a rainbow cone. Because you actually do need it, because it does drip. But I think it's I think it's underrated because you're getting a half carton of ice cream on an ice cream cone. Like, I don't know. So. It's a great value. Connor too. says you lost me with pistachio. That's actually my favorite uh, layer. Favorite layer on your there. favorite sediment of ice cream. <laughs> I, I would never eat pistachio on its own, but in the cone, absolutely. Pistachio donuts. Uh, our producer Lawrence just brought a pistachio donut from from Reezers today. So, all right, moving on. 
The summer festival that takes over Grant Park with thousands of drunk and high suburban kids. I think you know where I'm going Boy. with this one. Boy, Lollapalooza. Maybe he's going to lie here. That used to be That me. sounds great, Kev. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to. Oh. Very, else. very overrated. The most overrated. Well, I shouldn't be the one to speak first. Vinny's the one who likes the music the most, so you might want to talk about this, Lollapalooza. I mean, again, it's an opinion thing. It's a taste thing. In my opinion and to my taste, it's terrible. They never have any bands that I like. So, I, I mean, I'm yeah. not – but it's not for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not for somebody with my taste. It's for high school students who can who can drink uh, out of a water bottle on the Metra, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Stay off the Metra that weekend. That's who it's for. Go go to a thrift store and, uh, get, you know, whip out what is now probably your dad's Muggsy Bogues jersey yes. and, go down to, and go, down to, uh, go down to Grant Park and, uh, you know, ruin the city for a weekend. <laughs> It is it is elite people watching, but it is overrated. Now I've I've been and I've only been once, and it was a great show. It was the Outcast year. Okay, like Outcast did their first show in God knows how long. Nas played earlier. He did uh, Illmatic, front to back. Um, what else did I see? It, it, you know, but, but that's the thing. It's it's not for everyone. You have to have a certain show, a certain artist. But the rest of it, man, I could have done. I could have done without, man. Too many people who weren't there for good reasons or had no idea they were there in the first place just kind of, you know, harshing my vibe, man. That should have been an immaculate night. And it was a great night, but, like, man, ugh, it's, it's too much. I don't like crowds in the first place and music <laughs> that is not geared to me. Like, I like a specific concert. Like, yeah. this group is here and their, their openers are these two people. Like, I'll go and see the group that I came to see and I'll deal with the, the openers. This is a hundred bands that I don't like, and maybe, maybe a that you one, don't like, or you don't know if you like. I know I do not like <laughs> actively. Right. I, I, I like them if I like. if I never heard of them. Don't like them. Yeah, that, once I mean, once I got thirty five, I pretty much stopped like listening to new music unless somebody's uh -huh. like, "Hey, this is a song that a group that you kind of like, and this group kind of sounds like them." What was the last band that you got into that like a new band? Um, <laughs> it's not even a new band. It's an old band that plays new. That plays has new albums. It's uh, Incognito, so okay. it's been around for forty years. But I got into them because somebody's like, "Hey, you like this, so you should like Incognito," and I did, and they're awesome. And uh, same thing with Foreign Exchange. Yeah, I got into I'll, them after I was thirty-five. I will say this: what is not overrated is music in Grant Park, Millennium Park, for sure. I've been to, I've had some great uh, times at uh, Blues Fest, Chicago yeah. Blues Fest, uh, where you, you know, you're listening to music that you enjoy. It's not quite the zoo that Lollapalooza is. And you look up and you look at the skyline and it's a beautiful summer night and you're like, all right, I can do this. Like that is, that is definitely it. It is just the kind of very specific Lollapalooza vibe that I think we are all down on. Music outside in the summer in Chicago is like a top three summertime shy thing. Any music outside, whether it's Blues Fest, whether it's like a cover band at some other fest that you're at, right. there's always something good. That's why Lollapalooza is overrated. You can find really good music at any time, anywhere this summer. I'm not going downtown to spend $200 for acts that I don't even like. And, and you go elsewhere in the city... You walk around neighborhoods. There's more low-key, you know, spots that you can be in. You're you're a block from a great restaurant. You're down in Grant Park. Like, you mm -hmm. know, what do you do afterwards? Tourists, you have to find yeah. a, a way home. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I've actually never been to Lollapalooza proper here. The last one I was went to was in 1996. It was up in Rockford. The headliners were Soundgarden and Metallica. 
Okay. My okay. buddy fell while crowd surfing during Soundgarden um, and broke his arm. We had to Oops. take him to like Rockford General Hospital or something. Oops. And <laughs> they had Lollapalooza in Rockford. Yeah. And there, right. we saw the, the Ramones were on there, like Psychotica, um, Bad Religion, I think. It was, it was a great lineup. But the thing I like about Lollapalooza, and I think I'll, I'll just say it's underrated from a perspective of they have all these like after shows. And that's what I've like kind of really um, benefited from having it here. Like I've, I've seen the Heartless Bastards like the night before at City Winery. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I went to the South, like Soundgarden had their reunion and they did a show at the Riv, a surprise show. Uh, my brother and I both jumped on, got two tickets a piece, went to see Soundgarden at the Riv, you know, 20 years after I'd seen them first or whatever at Aragon. And we had two extra tickets. We sold them to two employees uh, from Google for 600 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. wow. So we did that and like made 1200 bucks. So, you okay. th- so you're saying that the best thing about Lollapalooza is not having to be at Lollapalooza. Exactly. My, <laughs> yeah. my, my friend uh, works for, uh, used to work for Rolling Stone. Like they'd have like lounges where um, we saw Run the Jewels there. Like mm-hmm. super cool. Okay. Um, Dale, you, you uh, buried the lead. The Ramones were at that concert too, apparently. You said that, yeah. yeah. You mentioned okay. it. Well, my goodness. Yeah, Dale Shytown. Yeah. He was there they should have been headlining. Yeah. So, <laughs> full circle, Metallica is actually the headliner this year. But they say, like, you can judge how old you are before getting to, like, it, like how many, like, lines down can you read on the Lollapalooza uh-huh. before not recognizing a band? So, I only got yeah. to the second band before not having any idea. Metallica is the first list, then Dua Lipa is second. I know no who, idea. I know of her. J. Cole. I don't know who that is. Oh, we got to get you on J. Cole. Green Day. I've heard of them. <laughs> then the second second line is Doja Cat. Never heard of them. Machine Gun Kelly. I have. It's a one person. Little Baby. I have. Kygo. I have. So I don't know what any of that last thing. <laughs> Everything after Kygo. Green Day was, put was a foreign language. <laughs> the, the first band that I would want to see is uh, on the third line. Billy Strings. That's a jam band. So okay. Good. That's good. That's good stuff. Right. Yeah, but would you pay two hundred dollars? No, for that? absolutely not. not okay. Yeah. All right. Street fests, overrated, underrated, properly rated, underrated, a hundred percent underrated. This is the best thing I believe in Chicago in the summertime. You get to see different, as Vinny says, you get to see different areas that you probably wouldn't go into, like. Uh, even though it's kind of cache or a uh, cliche, dude, division's pretty cool. I like that. There's areas uh, by my place. Uh, I live close to the uh, Argyle stop on the Red Line, so they have a street fest for like a uh, Kore- uh, Vietnamese. It's really nice to sample food that you would never eat, yeah. not in a million years. Like, oh man, okay, good food. Good entertainment, good music that you wouldn't be exposed to. And every Thursday by my house, too, they have, like, live just concerts or a DJ just playing some music. Like, what can be better? Being outside, I know we're still in COVID, but having the fresh air, the great Mm -hmm. summer, at night, the breeze is blowing. Beer tent. And drinking some beer, eating some good food that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah, it's great. Last year, last summer, and summer, it might have been, like, October, but uh, went to uh, Taco Fest in Lakeview. Mm. Yes. Right along Southport there. Drank a pina colada out of a pineapple. It's tremendous. Uh, it <laughs> was a pineapple? Out yes. of a pineapple. Oh. Yep. Love yes, oh. I had that too. That, yep. That's one of the best things I've ever had. Oh, Phenomenal. So <laughs> a drink is always a, th- a pina colada in a regular cup is fantastic. It's in- infinitely better when you have it out of a pineapple. Love Everything's it. better out of a pineapple. I got to get that. That and... Asian alligator that I had once at a street fest. Two best 
street fest foods I've ever had. Seems like the street fest right now is the most popular thing I've mentioned. So. Yes. I, I Underrated. Think I think, oh, man, I think it's perfectly rated because I think it's, I think everyone acknowledges it as the best thing. Yeah. So it's, it's perfect. It can't be underrated because, like, everyone knows it's good. The only thing I didn't like about Street Fest when I was, like, you know, younger in the city, kind of like pre-texting era, like, you would show up to Street Fest and it would be kind of hard to meet, like, fine people. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you at the Street Fest and then it would be a little crowded a, and... What, are That's we watching an episode of Seinfeld here? <laughs> Before texting, come on. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know, I got into test, texting, like, 2006, maybe. No, so. but that's good, though. Like, I, I do kind of miss that. I kind of miss the randomness of meeting random people, and then you meet your friends there. Yeah, yeah. You see your friends there, and you didn't expect, ah, oh, that's a joy. <laughs> that's a joy. The pleasant surprises of summertime shy. But also, what you're saying with texting, like, back in the day, we said, hey, we're meeting their specific place at 8 o'clock. So you better be there. If your friend wasn't there by eight ten, you're like, "Oh, Joe's dead." Apparently, because he didn't call, he didn't call me, and we have no other way to communicate because we only have house phones. So my, my friends still know to give me fifteen minutes. Puerto Rican time, man. <laughs> it runs in my, my my mother, my grandmother. We always it's eight o'clock for at least eight fifteen. You know, you know, we're gonna be late. I appreciate but, that you showed up on, on to this on time. Was, it's it's cool. a minor miracle. It really is. <laughs> All right. This is one I actually haven't partaken of. Um, I used to walk along it on my way to my old job, um, but I, I've never like hung out there. I don't know if you guys have the river walk. Ooh, the river walk. Perfectly is rated, really I would good. say. Yeah. yeah. It's nice, nice scenery. It is downtown, so it's not as nice as being in a neighborhood kind of thing, but it is very enjoyable to walk along when the weather's nice it's great you get you look up and you you know you see the wilco album cover and you know it's a it's a nice time and i i think they've got a lot of stuff out there i haven't really done anything but just walk along it yeah. but i think they've got like bars and stuff yeah, down there, there now right? yeah. Yeah, so uh if you're looking for a good first date place i would recommend walking sure. river walk uh my wife might be listening so i'm not looking for one <laughs> We're going on a. Why don't you take your wife to the Riverwalk? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that would be like that would be like our thirteen. Is it a good thirteen hundredth yes, place? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no. They okay. have. I know. Uh, sometimes I drive down at night. I don't know what day it is. You know, Wednesday or Thursday, where they have like artwork on, on the mart. Yeah. on top of the, on the merchandise yeah. mart. And yeah, like yeah, you're right cool. there, you're on the river walk. Okay. Tomorrow we're going to take an architecture tour, and then afterwards that's the next thing up, the Chicago oh. board architecture tour. Oh, I, I jumped the gun, but we're going to go on the river walk after because that'll be <laughs> okay. my first time. I've heard there's only great things there, and go and see uh, the Wilco album. What is that? The Marina Towers. Yep. Now, yeah. Mm-hmm. See exactly what people are talking about. Let's see if it's better in San Antonio. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we've got a new uh, shirt in the works uh, for CHGO that actually has the Marina Towers on it. It's pretty sweet. Oh. Have, like have you ever been in inside? Yes. I think so. My yeah. uncle used to live there. I was a very oh, little nice. kid, so I don't really have, remember any mustache? of it. But, you know, I didn't have a mustache at age no, five. No, no. I, I imagine that he was, had a mustache while living in there. Oh, no, I don't think he did. Okay. No. I, had, I had a college professor who uh, had an apartment there, and when you know, we had things in the city that you know, the young journalists were doing, he'd let it out for us. And the views, vibes... Just like man, I kind of live here, and that's all the price. I'm like, ooh, I like that no, money. I, <laughs> I loved whenever know, when when the when day. the Bulls were when the Bulls were good during the during the Tibbs time, uh, and you had the uh, games on TNT. They would always shoot from the the bend in the or the split mm-hmm. in the river, and so you'd be looking at that. 
I don't even remember who the sponsor is, but that investment building right where Upper Wacker curves yeah. right there, and you'd be looking down both sides of the river. Beautiful view. Yeah. Beautiful view. Nice. All right. Uh, we're going to get to the Chicago arch- architecture tour, but first, do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands. Uh, totally just lost I hate my when it's cut off. Yeah. Oh, no. It's helped thousands. My what else you need? It's helped me. <laughs> it's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused with, without the jitters, live your day more balanced with less anxiety, and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you can wake up feeling your best. And the best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effects of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use code CHGO25 at checkout, Discount coupon is valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. If you already love Strava, you can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club, which I'm a member of. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. For me, it's every six weeks. Um, It's pretty sweet. So if you use code CHO25 at StravaCraftCoffee.com, you'll save 25% off. And uh, you said that you don't get sore when playing softball, but I, I, I will say that Strava has helped me recover the last two okay. mornings after. So, All right, Chicago Architecture Tour. Let's get to it. Uh, you've never been on it? I've never been on it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right, it's underrated. Okay, underrated. underrated. When people come and say, uh, I'm, I'm visiting your city, what should I do? The thing I tell them about the Chicago Boat Architecture Tour is, like, I feel like it's the one tourist thing that locals do and enjoy. Like, it's super cool, and the history and the architecture that you're able to see alongside the river, and then they bring you out into the lake, and it's like a nice hour, hour and a half thing. I think you're going to have a great time. It's on my to-do list. Very very much on my bucket list, but I'll tell you what. You know what I want to do more? The kayaking on the Chicago oh. River. Oh. Whenever you walk over the river and you see those people down there in the kayak, you're like, you know what? That looks like a nice day. You're not scared of the boats? Like, I mean, I, I would am. be, but also you just, you know, you, what are they going to do? Hit you? Come on. It's like when you're walking across the street, like, you know, what are they going to do? If, if, yeah, I'm not supposed to be walking right now, but you, what is he going to do? Speed up and hit me? Come on. Uh, <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> yes. That I'm apprehensive about is what band was it that dumped Dave out, Matthews Dave band. Matthews that band, dumped yeah. out their uh, fecal material on oh, yeah, uh, architecture t- architecture people tour people, and then my fiance Courtney's like, "No, we're going," and so I'm just gonna be enjoying myself, but thinking that in the back of my mind, looking at every time I'm looking uh-huh. over, go under a bridge, like son of a bitch. You, you check not. that. You check that tour schedule. Make sure he's not in town tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Those, those are the two. Th- that's one of the two things I, I worry about about. Dave Matthews' incident and Titanic happening to me. <laughs> That's my nightmare. My nightmare is dying on a boat. You need the uh, the Jay Johnstone Budweiser umbrella hat from the you know the 1984 yes. Fleer card. <laughs> just just wear that. You'll be fine. 
I'm just looking forward to it. I, I, our uh, guy we had on, Sean Evans, used to be a tour guide for the architecture tour. Apparently, the one we're going on tomorrow is the highest rated one. So okay. Okay. we're going to be enjoying some good sunshine, good weather. And then afterwards, we can get a couple beers and uh, enjoy the river walk and see, and check off both of the things. And I'll come back and tell you if they're properly rated or over or underrated. And here's, here's another low-key one, too, that I have not personally done, but I've heard very good things about. So the Chicago Architecture Foundation does the the boat tour, right? That's their most popular thing. They also do walking tours in certain neighborhoods around the city. So you can get out, you know, that. maybe, you know, if you're, if you're more of a walker, yeah. not if you, if you like land more than sea, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that's an option for you I there. Like it's something for me. All right. Keeping along the sea theme. This is something that I don't think any, all four of us have, I asked you this before the show. I don't think any of the four of us have done this probably, or will end up doing it unless we get like supremely rich mm-hmm. or skeevy. Uh, the playpen on Lake Michigan. If you are out there and you have a boat and you need friends to fill your boat, I am willing to be your friend. I can bring food and drinks. I cook. I bake. I, I'm, I'm at your service. I want that experience once. I think it's overrated personally because, first of all, I hate – when I used to work at the Tribune, I used to work the night shift, so I'd drive Lakeshore Drive down. Summertime, I hated seeing all those people having fun, knowing that I'm about to go work the next eight, nine, Do ten some agate. Oh, the, the Astros and uh, Angels are playing an 18-inning game. Guess what? You're there till 4 a.m. <laughs> I hated those people. But you know what? I want to be one of those people just once. Okay. I don't want to be too bad. I don't want to be the bad guy because there are some people on those boats who are just like, sketch, but I yeah. want to be on a boat. Well, you, know what they, boat. you know what they say about the, the two best days of owning a boat are? The day you buy it, the day you selling it. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I, I wouldn't mind going out there for, like, a day. Um, I don't know. I would say it's, it's probably properly rated. I would never do that. I would never, even if I, would, even if I became very rich, I would never own a boat. And if I did own a boat, I wouldn't invite a bunch of people on my boat to just look at a building and would be in the water. a boat? No. Would you rent a boat for a party? No, no, not See, at I all. See, I want to do that once. I want that... Someone had a boat wedding, and that wasn't for me. So I sent them a nice gift, and I didn't go. But, man, a boat party with food and drinks and friends. Man, that sounds... Isn't that a boat wedding? No. (laughs) It is. Was there not food or drinks and friends at the boat wedding? (laughs) Not enough of my friends, so I didn't go. I just wonder if these people, like, go other places with their boat that they've purchased. Like... Lake Michigan's pretty great, and it leads to other, other lake- well, channels. You, so you here's go the thing: and you, buy, you buy that boat; it's a lot of money. You know what's even more money? Putting gas in that boat. Oh, well, those yeah. things don't go anywhere. Yeah, I would not buy a boat just to stand, sit in the middle of Lakeshore Drive, or and then, like Louis said, like when I'm driving down Lakeshore Drive, I don't care about those people. Enjoy yourself, but everybody else is like, "Oh man, they're having a great I, time." I just I want to look at those people over there. And it causes drive. Traffic. It's I, less about being on the boat, though. And it's more about the vibe, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't ever want to go to a nightclub. I don't care if it's on land or on a boat. Yes. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't want the nightclub vibe at all. I don't need the rich person party vibe. I want to have a nice, chill time. If that's on a boat, sure. But that's not what goes on on no. those boats. <laughs> uh, I just realized something. You guys both have great, like, captain names. Captain Herb Lawrence, Captain Vinny Duber. Like if I got on a boat and I found out that my captain's name was Herb Lawrence or Vinnie Duber, I'd be like, hell yes. Yeah, what and we would, not be going to, we would not be going Captain to... Uh, Lou? Captain, yeah. Lou? Captain, Captain Lou? Captain Lou works. Captain Lou does, yeah. 
But they wouldn't call you Lou. They'll call you Luis. <laughs> they wouldn't Englishize your name like that. <laughs> but yes, and I would. Don't, you go, don't, if don't, you, take, don't take it personally. If, Captain Kevin Kadick sounds terrible. If you get on a boat with me and you see I'm on the, the, the masthead and says, Captain Herb Lawrence, turn around. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to do that. If we do have a CHGO boat party, please be at night because yeah, I'm not into that whole party Captain, vibe. C- Captain Greg Braggs doesn't work either. Sorry, Captain Braggs. Captain Bragg Greg. sounds like a pirate. What about <laughs> Captain Glenn Braggs? Hmm. Less piratey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's um, we're, we're, let's close this up with farmers markets. Underrated. You didn't choose to really end on a bang here, did you? But no, no, we had all the good stuff with the architecture tour. Well, uh, our producer Lawrence says it's underrated. Sure, yeah, underrated. Yeah. It's good. It's a nice local thing. I like things that are more local, less touristy. I say so overrated. Yeah. This is what I don't like well, about know, farmers, farmers markets. This is what I don't like about farmers Uh-oh. markets. You go there and you're like, like, all right, good food. I'm going to be buying this directly from the freaking farmer. We're cutting out the Jewel or the Marianos or the Whole Foods. This is probably going to be cheaper. And then they ring you up for like four peaches, and it's like fifteen dollars. Okay, there are certain things that are going to be more expensive. So well, everything's more expensive there. Really? So yes. The olive oil that I found. Okay, okay, when I was a kid, I used to go to farmers market over at Lincoln Square, over by the yeah. Western Stop. That's basically the gateway of how I learned how to cook because I found these really cheap olive oils with garlic, and they and like, hey, like, I'd tell my mom where I'd mow lawns and save money and spend it there, and then. <laughs> I learned how to cook, and I learned different foods, and I, I appreciated different things. Farmers markets are a gateway to learning something cool, finding something cool. That's why they're underrated. That was great. In your face with your expensive peaches. That was an excellent explanation. <laughs> Every once in a while, you'll find some guy who's like, man, I've been jarring these pickles in my basement, and you buy a jar, and you bring them home, and they're the greatest pickles you've ever had. Uh-huh. So it's properly rated in that sense, but I think it's overrated because of the price. I think it's also an activity, too. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. Going to going to Jules is not an activity. You just got to go and pick up, you know, a case Jules, of going to, Mar- yeah. going to Mariano's is an activity because they got a piano man and a bar. Do they? I mean, yeah. I've seen a couple times where they have a piano guy, but usually that, that usually you know, it's, it's closed. Yeah, just, he plays very limited hours. And they, and they used to have like samples and such, but farmers markets. They're I got my there. first Asian pear there, Ooh. and I was like, "This is heaven." It, I don't know if you guys ever had an Asian pair. They're just, like, huge. They come in this, like, uh, cellophane uh, wrap. Oh, my goodness. It's one of the best things of Add all time. I, I'm a big-time pear fan, so I when, don't, they, when they come out, I'm, I'm all about it. I don't know if this counts as a farmer's market, but there is a dude who sells honey out of the back of his truck on the corner of Damon and Barry. I drive by that a lot, so if that's a farmer's market, there Make you go. sure that's actual <laughs> real honey. I remember there was a guy who used to sell watermelons at, like, Lawrence and Manor. And you look at the stickers, he's still got the Jewel Dominic sticker on that. Like, ah, man. <laughs> You're going to rip off a whole bunch of people. Like, Fool me once, that's on me. You're not getting me twice. <laughs> Mailman Jack <laughs> says, Taqueria at your house party, grilling up fresh tacos, underrated. I think we can all agree on yeah. that. Yes. yes. If you're lucky enough to have a deck or a patio or a backyard or even a stoop, that is underrated in Chicago. And that's that's be, where you want to be. And yeah. you, minimum, you should be having at least two cookouts at your house if you have all those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and if you have friends. a stoop, we're talking weekly beers. Have yeah. you seen, like, the uh, the pizza wagons where it's, like, a uh, yes. oven on the yes. back of a trailer? I, I think that's, like, probably my dream. After CHGO, <laughs> I'm just going to buy that pizza wagon and just go around and just make pizzas and that thing and serve it up. 
Those are really door to door pizza man. Sure, that sounds great. Or yeah. just like post up like outside of a school, sell slices for real cheap. It's a money maker. See, yeah. that's where the piano guy is. He's at the one in Bridgeport. Playing great Weezer, whole full Weezer album. Oh, Gotta okay. hear that. Okay. I'm gonna, you know what, I'm going to just, just start strong. going to the Bridgeport Marianos with just so I can hear that. That sounds phenomenal. I want that experience. Right. Well, that was a lot of fun. We're going to close this up quickly. Um, earlier this Monday, the CHGO Bears podcast had a great Memorial Day episode where Adam and Nick talked about their favorite three Chicago Bears memories. Um, they were born after Super Bowl twenty, so they're kind of limited from basically like 2001 on. If you're born, you know, if you were born in between 86 and 2000, that's kind of like where you're starting picking from. So real quickly, uh, let's go down the row here. What is your favorite Bears memory? And Herb, we're older guys, so we're I'm going to set this post-Ditka firing on. Uh, we'll, we'll let the guests go first. Okay. All right. My favorite is the Brian Robinson block on against the Packers. Won the game at Lambeau right after Walter Payton's death. I marked that as the moment I was all in on being a Bears fan. Just the, it, it was such a crazy moment that you didn't expect, and it was magic. It was, it was football magic, and that's what got me hooked as a Bears fan. If that doesn't happen, I don't know where I am today because, like, at that time, like I, I like I liked football. I didn't have a favorite team. Yeah. I liked like I, like I still don't have a favorite college football team. I watch games. I find players that I like, and that, that's what the NFL was for me as a kid. Like I liked watching the Cowboys because they threw the ball down the field and Michael Irvin and then Emmitt Smith are scoring touchdown. I, I like Deion Sanders. He was fun and flashy. He played two sports. What's not to love? But that Bears game, uh, it cinched me for better or worse. That it, was amazing. It locked me in. Did he? My favorite uh, Bears moment uh, is the final game of the 2001 season against the Jaguars. Yes. Keith Trailer with the interception return. Although, you know, he's got the ball. He's the biggest guy on the team by far, and he is running back begging, begging for anyone (laughs) to take that ball off his hands and take it the rest of the way. Uh, Complete laughter. Uh, A lot of my favorite Bears moments, oddly, are from that season. that that thirteen and three year mm-hmm. in 01. Uh, I remember the uh, the Mike Brad Brown. Maynard uh, touchdown pass to, to Brian Urlacher uh, yeah, against yeah. Washington. Obviously the two Mike Brown walk offs, but everyone forgets or forgets to mention James Allen James catching Allen. the uh, the hail mary on his back in the end zone oh, yeah. uh, right before that. So yeah, Keith Trailer return though is uh, probably the the most you know you talk about wanting to have fun. Laughing, smiling, watching a watching a game—that would be it for me. I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but it's going to be worth it. That's my second favorite Bears memory because me and my childhood best friend bought tickets for our dads to go to the game. And my my stepdad is—he's a Chicago fan, but he he kind of agitates my uncle, who is diehard Bears fan. And he's like, "I'll go any weather, anytime." That's what Bears fans about. That game was cold. I don't remember if there was snow, but it was... It was rescheduled, right? Yeah, it was um, originally 9-11. The guy it was the 9-11 yeah. pushed game, it yeah. back. And so we're watching the game, and we're watching the Keith Trailer touchdown, and it's still, like, kind of in the fourth quarter, and I hear the back door open. like, who's coming in now? It's my dad. And my, all you heard here is customers. All you were talking all this stuff about how you were going to brave the cold. <laughs> they came home early, and, man, mm-mm. Can't, you can't leave early. You're going to miss something like that. You're going to miss the Keith Trailer interception. Mine is undoubtedly the Arizona Cardinal game where yes. Devin Hester returns the punt and the Bears win that game. People don't remember 
former uh, line eye kicker, I think Neil Rackers, had a chance to win it for the Arizona Cardinals, but he yeah. missed the field goal at that mm-hmm. end of that game. So many good things in that game. I mean, Rex Grossman coming into the game was like the NFC player of the month. He was doing well. He was terrible that game. The offense provided like very little. I think uh, like three points that game. And Erlocker with 20 tackles in that game. Mark Anderson with the sack. I think Mike Brown picked up the ball, went in for a score. Peanut Tillman there, too. It's just like so many good things. And, of course, the dearly departed Dennis Green with the, the Bears who we thought they were. I, I did you covered, guys watch that live? I yes. did. Yes. I was, okay, I was, at least I'm yep. not the only one. I was cutting it up I, for the score. I had a uh, – I had – we had gotten – me and my brother had gotten uh, – Bears hard hats that were like half helmet, half hard hat for the uh, – and I remember we had, we were watching in the basement with my dad, and my mom had to work the next day because Monday Night Football. Ma had to work the next day, and so we had to be quiet, and this game is happening. And every time I wanted to yell, I just ripped off that hard hat and banged <laughs> it on the ground in the basement. I covered that game and was unfortunately stuck upstairs rewriting my story, oh. and I missed the Dennis Green thing, which is, just oh. sucks. So I could have been like – in the, the room when it happened. But uh, the Cardinals did a YouTube background story on that. And it was sim- amazing, yeah. And a reporter had that at a similar story and just, like, ran back down to go catch it because yeah. something special was happening. <laughs> so I, I think you guys brought up all, like, favorites of mine. Um, I, I would easily probably pick the Monday night game or the Brian Robinson, which to me was really important because I was – I think that was one of my lone Bears victories when I was a student at the University of Wisconsin. One that, like – that doesn't get mentioned though, and I'm going to mention here before we close things up, is just the the win at Soldier Field over the Saints to get to that Super Bowl. Yeah, that was special. No one really mentions that, and I, I, like I, it doesn't really get romanticized. But it was such an awesome day. It was kind of flurries, and then it was like really snowing by the end of it, and you know, the Bears just kind of came through and and really kind of took it to the Saints in the second half. Rex mm-hmm. Grossman actually had a few good throws of Bernard Berrien. Beat twice. That, that, game wow. got, that, that game got Bernard Berrien paid. It did. Yeah, it, it did. And then at the end, like, for as much crap as we give the, the McCaskies, still pretty cool to see Virginia McCaskey, you know, holding up the the trophy the at the end and Erlacher was on stage. And we should have more of those those memories. You didn't even mention my favorite part, the Reggie Bush taunting touchdown. The red, oh. Yes. And, and you could just see with the defense, like, okay, they're not going to do that again. <laughs> yes. That was, that was a special moment of a special season, yeah. a special game. I wish we had more of those to, to really kind of go back on. but They're uh, coming. Whatever. So. We got Justin Fields. We're coming. This was a fun hour. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this Thanks was a treat. Us. Everyone make sure to check out Luis at, at Bleacher Nation. Uh, he needs no introduction because he's been doing it for, for such a long time and Please he's and so good at what he does, are. but <laughs> – we love having you here, and we want you back. Uh, you know, during the season two to talk talk little bears and Vinny and Herb. You have a lot of socks to talk today, so good luck with that. Thank yeah, you for for pulling some coming, double duty coming today. right up in an hour. One thirty pregame, yeah. yeah, pregame in an hour. And you guys have a big announcement on that too. So we'll indeed, that. absolutely. Stay tuned. So, all right, this has been the CHGO Sports Podcast. I'm Kevin Kadek. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday.